freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode number 245 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd, and the other guy, Dan, who usually takes it from here, is out, uh, shall we say, on assignment. He's, he's out actually procuring a bunch of ammo, which is a little hard to procure right now. So he has had to uh, take a little road trip to, to get that. And so I'll be running solo today. And uh, not totally solo, of course, because we have our awesome guest today, Trampas Swanson. Trampas is the lead instructor of Swanson Training Group and deputy editor of Private Military Contractor Magazine. Uh, Trampas is an NRA and USCCA firearms instructor, USCCA training counselor, and a former deputy sheriff in which he served as a SWAT sniper. Now he's a father of two young daughters who might make a special appearance, we're, we're told. Uh, they're in the room <laughs> next door, uh, and we're all home these days, so anything could happen. Uh, Trampas and his wife, Candace, who is also an NRA and USCCA instructor, volunteer their free time to the national not-for-profit organization, The Well-Armed Woman in Florida, where they assist over 700 uh, ladies uh, nationwide, statewide. So welcome to the show, Trampas. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, great intro. Wow. I'm awesome, evidently. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you indeed are. And I love that we can see behind you the people that are watching us on YouTube or GunStreamer or OpsLens instead of just listening to us audio. You can see behind you uh, uh, the cover of the magazine that I was talking about. Uh, and that's a, that's a fairly new uh, acquisition for you. I came on a few years ago uh, as a writer and worked my way up to become a deputy editor under uh, Bill Price Thomas. Uh, he handles our UK team and I run the US team for us. Uh, we just got a uh, notification at this past SHOT Show. We'll be handling also a civilian title, uh, kind of an offshoot sister title that's called the Armed Lifestyle. They'll be coming out 2021. Uh, fingers crossed, we get our legalities in the in process figured out. So, looking forward to that. That'll be more for the average shooter and person here in the states looking to train and carry a firearm safely. That's fantastic. Now, is that a paper magazine or an online magazine or a hybrid of both? So we used to do uh, paper magazines. I used to write for several of them. We found the online magazine. Uh, this particular being free and being ad driven uh, by our sponsors 
has worked better. We were able to reach over 30 countries in that, in that way. That, uh, and that's what it's all about, is getting the information out there. Uh, so that's exciting news. So getting back to the work you do in training, Mm -hmm. Situational awareness. We we hear that word kind of thrown around, you know, it, it it and I don't know that people fully get all that it entails, but situational awareness is always one of our best self-defense tools. And perhaps nowadays a little bit more so with all of the pop-up violence and civil and political unrest across the nation. What can we be doing to enhance our own personal awareness of the potential for danger in our surroundings? Well, I always start with, we've got to get our society off of one of these, right? Mm. We all live on this three foot bubble. I'm sorry, what were you talking? I'm sorry, wait, <laughs> just got to send a quick text here. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Uh, it seems like the whole world, everybody is walking around and their bubble starts from shoulder to shoulder and runs out about the three foot of common arm reach. And they're moving through that world just in that bubble. And that makes them a prime target to become a victim. And so we really are teaching people not only to think about guns as self-defense, but anything, the most deadly of those tools being between your ears and using your brain. Uh, and using what we call our uh, OOD loop. So we're teaching them how to observe the world around them, how to orientate to that world around them to recognize threats in a 360 degree bubble, right? <clears throat> and then also to decide if something's a threat, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna escape that? They're gonna have to take some kind of clear, decisive action, whether that's, like we said, to escape or to take action toward that and end that threat immediately. And so I think the key factor we found is just making that connection with people and making that mindset that regardless if they're gonna run, they're gonna fight, whatever they're gonna do, they need to do it quickly and decisively and have the mindset to carry that out. Um, the rest is simply just teaching them how to use tools, knowledge, skills, and attitude. That's awesome. So you mentioned this phrase, OODA loop. Could you mm -hmm. unpack that for us a little bit? Well, a little bit as I, I described about uh, observing what's around them, uh, orientating to that environment, right? And then just using the, the D, decide to figure out what they're gonna do as far as if they're gonna escape a situation or if they're gonna take an action toward that situation. Um, mm -hmm. loop standing for observe, orientate, decide, and action. And it's interesting that it is a loop because mm -hmm. as new information comes into play, uh, maybe something you thought was a threat, oh, now right. it really isn't a threat, or maybe there's more than one sources of a threat. Uh, and so it, it is actually a continuous loop until the, yes. uh, the threat has subsided, correct? A will continuous loop as you move through your day. Everything we're doing, we're changing environments, we're changing situations, people are coming and going in our bubble, right? <laughs> so we're, we're constantly doing this. Our brain's constantly running, but when we sink into one of these, we've ceased to, to process around us. Um, too many people are living their life online instead of living their life in person. 
Yeah. And, and for those of you that are only able to listen and not see one of these, I think you get it. It's your cell phone. It's your <laughs> smartphone. You, you knew, you knew before I even said anything, right? So, um, so the phones get smarter and we tend to get dumber. Right? <laughs> I, I couldn't name five people's phone numbers right now if you paid me. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I mean, and we have so many individual phone numbers nowadays. It used to be, you had maybe one at work and one at home and now we have uh, several. So uh, yeah, thank goodness for the cell phones and maybe not thank goodness because, you know, there, there's definitely a, a delicate balance in there where it's a healthy thing in our lives. Um, and speaking of health, uh, COVID is still a big part of our lives. We are in the studio on Monday, August 24th of 2020. And you know, we, uh, the, the two weeks to stop the spread was a whole long time ago. And here we are still living this thing out. Um, what has been your experience about how COVID has impacted the, the industry, the gun industry or the second amendment industry from whatever perspective you want to speak from? Well, I think, uh, throughout my college years, all the way through my law enforcement days to now, uh, we haven't seen anything really like this. I know we've seen ups and downs in the industry from the Clinton years to Obama years, up, down, trends, gun sales, stuff like that. But right now we're breaking numbers left and right, both in the sales and in the training industry, which subsequently follows uh, a lot of these new uh, gun owners. And so, Early days of COVID, I think we were all like, if we could just hang on for two weeks, we're good to go, right? Um, sadly, it kept a lot of people home in front of the TV and being force-fed this media rhetoric, right? It also kept a lot of really good uh, firearms instructors that I personally know um, at home going, thinking that, oh, we'll, we'll ride this out, right? But what we recognized with my team was that uh, our instructors came together and were like, look, we can't sit this out because this is, the longer this goes, the more it generates some really good people that are going to need education and training right now. And so we basically kept pushing forward. Uh, my wife, Candace, kept doing her well-on-woman meetings. Uh, if we didn't have somewhere we could have them, at the range, then she would do them on webinars, and the ladies kept coming. Uh, our instructors, Clint Steele and Bernie Colson and Mitch Holloway, they did a good job of urging these people to get out of the house and come to training and help bring other people to it because through training and knowledge sharing and sharing our experiences is really the only way you're going to get these people to to understand the totality of what training truly is in the gun industry. We saw a lot of first time gun owners. Uh, the gun industry you know, has constantly spiked, right? With new gun owners, but then they get home and here's this thing sitting on their, on their dresser. And it doesn't take long before people realize, probably wanna know a little bit more about it, how it works and how it can pertain to me safely. And so we've seen some really high marks right now. Our classes are full, but our team has come together really well to do that. And especially with our newest team member, uh, Dan Tonto, he's a USCCA and Delta Defense representative. 
And so he's been going out to the gun shops and who don't have instructors and meeting people and, and driving them to it and also sharing the word for the USCCA and helping educate people with understanding that if you do use your firearm, you need some kind of protection there as well. And so we've teamed up with them for a couple of really good projects, including a full-length article in this uh, most recent issue of PMCI explaining what the USCCA is. So it's been a good partnership and our team has just been all hands on deck to meet this rise. Well, that's so important because as you said, there are, you know, some people who, you know, in the past seasons when o Obama was trying to change laws or we thought that he was, uh, there was this panic buying and that's the phrase panic buying. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that, that maybe during that time, there was more of that. Uh, I just got to get out to the nearest store and I've got to add to what I already own for through this season in our store, easy firearms. What we noticed was not so much a panic buy, but an urgent, an urgency to buy. And people did seem to be fairly well um, researched in what they, they thought they might need for their, their personal use. And most of them uh, were concerned with how do I get training? Where do I get training? We sold more safes than we ever had before. But there are always going to be some that have that kind of Christmas puppy syndrome is what I call it, where they, okay, now I've got this thing, like you said, now I've got it. Uh, it's not really part of my life, but uh, here, I'll stick it on the closet shelf. So knowing that uh, the trainers didn't just completely stop uh, getting out there in whatever ways, whether they were doing tutorials online or meeting in person or whatever, that is so vital. That is so important. And I applaud your team for meeting that need because not only new gun owners, but people that, that already own guns, if you're not using it, you're losing it. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a good friend of mine that works at the range that we use for, for qualifying our students. Uh, his name's Waylon. He works on the, in the front counter. And he was just telling me a story about how every fourth person during this overwhelming wave has come up and basically said, straight faced, I need a gun. And he's like, okay, shotgun, pistol, no, no reaction whatsoever, just a gun. And I'll probably need some ammo for it. So give me about 10, 20 rounds. <laughs> and they take literally a gun. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, we have a lot of first time gun buyers. Like you said, they know exactly what they want. They know uh, what caliber they want. They want, you know, what colors, what options they want. Problem is by the time they've came around, they're about four months too late for getting one now. That is so true. And we've uh, struggled even with, you know, well, we might have a nine millimeter firearm, but mm -hmm. maybe we're out of nine millimeter ammo. And so that's been a, a difficult balance for us to, uh, to serve our clientele the best way. Um, but either way, if they don't have a connection to quality, qualified training, and like you said, you're also telling folks about USCCA, which is, you know, I don't know if they call it insurance, but it's, it's basically, you know, 
if you've had to uh, make that life-altering decision to uh, defend life with a firearm, now what? You know, we don't get to just walk home, you know, into the sunset just because we're the good guy in this scenario. We still have court cases to go through and, and uh, you know, that sort of thing. And so I'm, I'm excited that you're out there telling folks about that as well. Do you, do you have any more to offer on the, the USCCA end of things? Uh, Dan's been really good with partnering with us uh, and us becoming uh, what they call official USCCA range partners um, in that respect of just educating the shooters on if you have to use that firearm, even if you have to use a knife or even empty handed, right? Uh, there are certain hard facts you're going to have to to accept. And this is coming from a law enforcement background that you're going to be uh, handcuffed right? Mm -hmm. You're, 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 you're going to be put in that car. If it, you're charged, or even if you have to go through a hearing, you need a lawyer. These things can come up to about $100,000 up front. There's a lot of uh, memberships out there or insurances out there. They'll reimburse you. Well, that's great if you've got an extra $100,000 in your pocket. With the USCCA, mm -hmm. what I found with them, not only do they they pay everything up front, but they also pay punitive damages if anything's rewarded and you're ruled innocent, uh, as well as the training aspect of things. They have been full force in supporting our training and driving people to us so that they get educated enough to, one, survive an incident like this, and two, maybe educated enough to figure out a way not to be involved in the first place. Mm -hmm. the, the best fight one is the one that's avoided, right? Man, that is so true. And there are so many YouTube videos out there, uh, Instagram videos out there right now that are just terror inducing for those of us in the Second Amendment community because uh, there, there is this unrest, right? Somebody's driving down the street and mm -hmm. then they turn the wrong corner. And the next thing they know, they're surrounded by you know, pro protesters or whatever you want to call uh, what's going on where they're, you know, setting buildings on fire. And, you know, we used to call that arson, but I guess now we call that protesting. Anyway. Peacefully. Um, yeah, peacefully. I'm peacefully arson, setting uh, an arson fire. Um, and so the way that people are responding to that, not only the people on the video, but in the comments section, the, mm -hmm. the, the thoughtlessness of people saying, well, I would adjust, you know, I don't know that people understand that even something that kind of keyboard warrior-esque kind of removed, I'm sitting in the safety of my home, those kinds of comments last forever online. And right. they can so easily be pulled into a court situation if later on, Mr. or Mrs. Keyboard Warrior um, finds himself in some sort of an, an altercation. And it's not just even about what we do, but about what we say, how we present ourselves. Um, like, I just even hate it when people have that sign on their, their front gate that says, we don't call 911. It's like, mm, that can really come back to bite you if you're, if you're ever in a, a court situation. So, um, I'm, I'm so glad that y'all are out there uh, trying to get ahead of some of that um, and teaching people how to be smart and avoid not only the altercation itself, but avoid the 
the appearance that they're out there looking for some kind of a, an altercation. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's easy to talk tough behind the, behind the keyboard, right? Yeah. Or uh, to, to assume they've got a plan. Uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes of all time is uh, Mike Tyson talking about everybody's got a plan until they're punched in the face. So it's, it's hard to say you would do this or you would do that. Uh, coming from the background of the majority of our team being law enforcement and military and have seen action, we've been punched in the face. We know how that first plan goes out the window and how to prepare for you know plan B, plan C. But most importantly, the, the most underrated thing in situational awareness is we have somehow gotten away from trusting our primal instincts, or as I call, trust your gut. If it doesn't feel right, don't be there, right? Trust your gut. I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so true. Who is it? Was it Gavin DeBecker that wrote The Gift of Fear? Am I putting that mm -hmm. together right? And, it, and that it really is. It's that whole idea of, you know, fear can be your friend. Sometimes it gets away from us and it turns into panic, but you know, just kind of like thinking it through right now, while I said Dan's on this road trip, I've, some of the cities that he's driving through um, have been on the news lately. And so I'm like, you know, it seems like during the daytime's hours, you're probably okay. But the minute that sun starts setting, please get off the road into a, a hotel room and, and out of the area. And sometimes it's just that simple you know, thinking about where you're going to be driving, what hours you might be there, and what your uh, potential reroute could be. Am I, am I right about that? Absolutely. And, you know, going back to, to the basis of fear, everybody's afraid. Um, there's only two people who will ever say that they're, they're afraid. They're not afraid in, in, a, in, in a horrible situation. Say like, you know, panic's going down, they were the hero and they tell somebody they weren't afraid. Um, either a complete idiot, right, or a complete liar, because everybody's afraid. And it's, it's a matter of what I tell my kids all the time, it's something I learned when I was a child. It's okay to be afraid. It's what you do with that fear. Do you let it control you, or do you control it and act through it? Mm. Amen to that. For sure that. Uh, and you mentioned kids. And like I said, you have a couple of special guests in the next room that, that may or may not make uh, an appearance through uh, noise or otherwise. It's happened multiple times on our show. We love it. <laughs> Fantastic. And so you are raising kids in a Second Amendment a gun owner household and environment. And you're empowering your children with knowledge and training, which to us, you and I sitting here and, and, and probably to the majority of our, our listening audience, uh, it's a no brainer, uh, but not everyone shares those ideas. So how can we help others better understand the importance of these concepts? Because too often people think, well, I don't have a pool in my backyard. Why should I teach my children to swim? Which is what it sounds like to our ears when people say, well, we don't own guns, so we're not, you know, uh, going to teach them anything about guns other than to, you know, have a phobia of them. Right. Uh, so first of all, from everything I, I currently do and everything I've ever done, uh, having a, a six-year-old and a four-year-old daughter's in a 2A environment that we literally eat, breathe, and sleep uh, is, is the best job I've ever had in my life. And so 
Can I say we're the best parents? I can't say that at all, but we're doing what we know how to do to be able to protect them. Our kids are, are very bright. They, we never lied to them about situations. If something's bad, we say, hey, look, mommy and daddy, we're moving out of the situation. It's not good. We've been caught in a couple of bad situations uh, uh, on some of our road trips. We take them everywhere we go, and we keep them involved, and we just we're honest with them on what's going on. Uh, my six-year-old, first thing we do when we get to a restaurant, she stands up in the booth and she starts scanning. And, and if you ask her what she's doing, she says, I'm looking for exits, Daddy. That's awesome. And she'll point out the exits and she'll start looking around like, now we're somewhere you know there's an exit always, but you can't see it. And she'll say there's always one in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Wow. We, we just, we have our, our home defense plans. We have our out-of-the-house plans. Um, we help them understand where we park, how to get back to the car in case of an emergency. And also, they fully understand that mom and dad are always armed. Yeah, yeah. I think that is so amazing. And you know what's sad is that it's amazing. It should be standard fare for parenting, right? Why would we not give all, all of us give all of our children uh, those kinds of mental tools, but your daughters are going to be impactful in once we can get back to seeing friends and doing normal things, um, you know, just by their very nature of how they interact with their world, they're going to impact their friends and help their friends learn. Um, that's, that's incredible. I really applaud that. Uh, I think my wife is is doing the best job of all of it by she's the state leader for Florida. And so our girls not only see mom leading other ladies, um, well-armed ladies, right? Well-armed women, but they have just here in Florida, over 700 aunts, 2A aunts um, that treat them like their nieces, right? And across the country, over 17,000. Uh, they call Carrie Lightfoot, the founder of the Well-Armed Woman, their fairy gun mother, right? <laughs> Just being that positive female role model for these two little girls. And we call them, we always hashtag any of their pictures as, uh, on social media as hashtag future TWAW leaders. They, they, they've been intergrained and it's just part of our lifestyle. So uh, I think my wife's doing an amazing job with that. And all the ladies who come in contact with our kids are always, always so supportive of what we do. And they even have their little polka dot dresses because polka dots are camera and we teach them well. So. <laughs> well, I don't hate that at all. So um, I'm just trying to be Disney dad and enjoy life, but COVID's preventing us from, from enjoying that part. So we take advantage of the other and uh, and also monitor what they're learning in school. So go back to school tomorrow and we're, we're teaching them the truth behind things that may be politically correct. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to, we don't lie to our kids. We, we mm -hmm. tell them the truth, even if it's a hard truth. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So uh, in Florida, they're going physically back to school already? Yes. Oh, Starting that's awesome. tomorrow. That's awesome. We're in Arizona and it's still... All we've heard is sometime in September. So we'll see if they need it. Our, our, as, as you can tell, our kids are extremely social, so they need it. Um, they're getting tired of seeing dad every day. So. Oh, for sure. I get that. Um, not, not, no, I don't get that. I just mean, I understand. <laughs> 
I understand. My, she's done. <laughs> I know, right? My uh, my granddaughter, uh, the the six year old. I've been doing her homeschooling through summer, and you know, she used to be super excited to come to grandma's house, and now she's not quite as excited anymore. So that's what I mean. Not about you and your girls. <laughs> We've only oh shared long enough years that you shouldn't, you're about right to do, so I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just as we start wrapping up, uh, mm -hmm. we've been talking about training. We've been talking about, you know, how so much uh, training has gone to online because we have been socially distanced, whether we like it or not. And you have developed uh, via the Swanson Training Group, the STG, and your local USCCA rep, Dan Tonto, uh, an online monthly outreach program. Can you talk to us about what that is and how folks can take advantage of that? And, and I assume since it's online, it doesn't matter what state you're in. No, it absolutely does not. And it's absolutely free. We have a free one hour webinar. Um, so this originally started with uh, just something I was kicking along with uh, one of our other instructors, Clint Steele, and of course my wife, Candace. And during the time where I was like, I kind of feel like there's people out there that fall in a couple of categories. One, they've never trained before and they kind of want to see how that goes. And so they tune in to see what professional training looks like. Um, and they get me. <laughs> um, but two, also they they want to, they wanted, some of them want to do training, but finances aren't the best right now. Uh, I know a lot of people that have been laid off due to COVID. I know a lot of people scared to lose their job and they're saving their money right now. And so this is, to me, that should be no excuse uh, for them not to get some kind of training. And I feel like an hour's worth of my time of really hitting key aspects of that. And two, for them not to get too bored with just me every month on a different topic. We invite amazing guests. We've had uh, Roger Eckstein from Shears Bible, a home defense, uh, mm -hmm. Varg Freeborn from Violence and Mind. And, and we bring them in as um, subject matter experts. And we'll take the USCCA curriculum and I'll pick parts of that that I feel like really should be expounded upon for people and we'll bring in these these subject matter experts as, as guests to to talk on um different platforms we were just talking about uh, a couple of months ago about home safety firearm safety for the new shooter and how to protect your investment and so talking about uh safes and personal safety we brought in two representatives from liberty safes to discuss the, the aspects and value of having a good quality safe. And it doesn't always mean you've got to have this giant steel refrigerator. It can be personal safe all the way up, but protecting your collection, not only from your own children or whatnot from getting injured, but also from somebody breaking in that may know you have guns. And now those guns are out on the street. So protecting your own interests and safety as well as the community by investing in something like that. And so when Don Dan Tonto came on board with the USCCA, it was a good way of bringing them in to understand about whatever the subject for the month was and then ending on how that pertains to needing something like USCCA membership, um, understanding what happens after you pull the trigger and understanding who's there to fight for you. So the first hour, we're talking about protecting yourself. 
And then after that, Dan comes on and talks about how you're protecting yourself and your family financially going forward if something like this happens. And so it's been a great program. I don't even see it as like a webinar, like me talking to people and them just sitting there listening because they're so engaged on the chat that's run on the side. And we give them the opportunity to come on and ask personally to our guests their questions. I look at it as just monthly 80 of our closest friends getting together nationwide. Um, I can't say nationwide. We've actually had a couple of people from the UK join us. So uh, it, it's awesome. been a great experience. It's, it's, it's been great um, ex exposure for what we do and how we do it. it kind of makes us a little bit different. But most importantly, the, the volume of critical information that I feel like is lacking in some other available training out there uh, is getting transposed to these people and it's been done so by free and they can find those by searching just on the uscca main website that is so tremendous and you're also offering a sense of community which is so lacking right now you know so many of us feel isolated and alone and uh you know com completely disconnected and then you bring in all these brand new people who have bought a gun for the first time and they're probably even feeling like, you know, okay, so does this m make me a completely different human being? Do I have to, you know, hopefully vote differently if they used to vote against gun rights, you know, but you know, like, do I have to hide this from my neighbors that, that, to let them know that I'm, I'm a gun owner and to give them a community to tap into of other people who might be in the exact same state of mind of, wow, this is all, you know, big and different and, and could be overwhelming. Um, that, that is so awesome. And then you're saying it's free. That's, yes. that's beyond, um, beyond generous. And, and I just love that. So, uh, tell folks, how do they, uh, find out more about that, get tapped into that community and, uh, follow all of the amazing work and the many hats that you wear. Cause we didn't even get to the fact that you're, uh, you have a coin a coin yes. business. Tell us about Legacy. that real quick. Legacy Coin Company. Um, we do we do patches uh, for law enforcement, first responders, uh, military groups, as well as not for profits and organizations. We also do uh, challenge coins. There we go. Challenge coins, like the USCCA's uh, representative coins. They we have been running those in the industry now for about three years but for a total of about eight years has it actually been in the law enforcement and military circles so it's it's our third business we actually bought that out from uh, a co-worker of mine back in north carolina back in our police days and moved that to florida and it has hit the ground running ever since uh, mainly it ties us into more people in our industry uh everybody who buys you know challenge coins and patches they get it they understand it you know so it's one more thing that we can do to ingrain ourselves into this culture because everyone else we're all in this together right mm -hmm. what good or bad we're all going to suffer equally so it's to us it was just a a no-brainer to bring this in on board with our media group as well as our training group for sure legacy coin you say yeah, Legacy Coinco. Fantastic. All right, so give us the rundown. How do people follow you and find you? 
All right, so our website is swansontraininggroup.net. You can also follow us at Swanson Training Group on Instagram and in, on Facebook, uh, as well as the magazine right now, uh, the Private and Military Contractor International, is at pmci.online. Legacycoinco.net is also uh, one of our websites, and we have Facebook and Instagram for all of those. Fantastic. Thank you so much for all that you do, for all the, the lives that you're touching and reaching, all the people that you're helping to make safe and make uh, wise decisions. And for even, you know, that, that next generation piece, that's such an important one in my own personal uh, value system and, and life is everything is about that next generation because we, we all have an expiration date, right? So we're, we're certainly working hard to build, build for the future for all of us as well as our kids. Uh, thank you very much for having me and please send my regards to Danny. I sure will. He was sad he didn't get a chance to talk to you either, but we'll just have to bring you back on when, when he is here. How about that? Fingers crossed we'll see it shot. Yes, for sure. All right, Trampus, thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. I thought Danny and I wore a ton of hats and um, Trampus is giving us a run for our money there uh, competition-wise that He's involved in so many things, so many important things. And um, that legacy coin, uh, those, those challenge coins are so beautiful and uh, patches. I, I have used a, a different um, company for, for mine, uh, my uh, polka dots or my camo patch, but uh, we always have ideas swirling in our heads. So um, we'll have to think about that uh, using legacy coin for something in the future. Um, uh, Pete Philippe over at uh, G-Webs, Gun Websites, is, is who hooked me up with my polka dots or my camo patches, and I just love them. Well, um, this is the part of the show that I really miss Danny the most, because this is when we kind of unpack ideas and banter and, and uh, crack each other up, but uh, he is off doing important work. We have decided in our lives that, you know, we, we do so many things that we have to kind of pie chart it. And so it's like, all right, you take this slice of the pie and you go, you know, run with these things that you're good at. And I'll do these things that, that I'm uh, hopefully good at. And um, so sometimes it puts us in different places on, on the same day instead of together. But um, uh please, you know, keep all of us in your prayers. I, you know, the, the thing we say here is pray for our nation and pray for our leaders. That, that's not just a throwaway line. We are in such a season that uh, prayer is so important. Um, and if you're not someone who prays, then think in the terms of, you know, meditating and, and sending out good energy uh, around you into the world because there is so much negativity and, and so much division. And uh, we are, you know, we've just had the Democratic National Convention. We're getting ready to have the Republican National Convention. It'll be done by the time this show airs. Um, but, you know, it, it would be nice if we could just weigh ideas and say, hmm, I like this idea better than that idea. But instead, I think we tend to uh, throw slings and arrows uh, at the things we don't like. And maybe we, those of us that uh, listen to this show, maybe we can 
keep things on a more positive note and say, instead of what we hate, talk about what we love, uh, talk about the things we value. And uh, maybe just in that very small way, we get those ripples moving forward of, of positive minded ideas. And, uh, and that can be so in, infectious. That can be, uh, they talk about COVID being uh, infectious, um, positivity, uh, people feeling that, that warmth that comes with talking about uh, ideas instead of people, you know. Uh, it's, it's really valuable. So anyway, thank you so much to our awesome listeners, all of you out there who are, whether you're on uh, YouTube or on Gunstreamer or on our OpsLens app, which is uh, on your smartphone, or whether you have gone to our website and listened uh, to the audio only. And to do that, you go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, all of the episodes we have there. And for an amazing resource, you can click on the guest tab and that will show you photos and bios and links to all of the guests that we've ever had on. Uh, what did Trampas call them? Subject matter experts. Absolutely. Uh, we always say they're, they're experts in their industry and in their field, but they are subject matter experts. Um, please check that out. We, we don't hate it when you spend time there on our website. So um, thank you again for, for listening and for taking these conversations around your dinner table and uh, into your chat rooms and hopefully into your carpools soon as we uh, maybe are going to see COVID finally begin to release its grip on our, our nation and our, on our freedom. Um, and thank you to our awesome guest, Trampas Swanson and his wife, Candace, for all that they are doing. Uh, so many important things. Again, go to his guest page and click on all the links that I've placed there. And until next time, as I said, please pray for our nation and pray for our leaders, all of them, even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. 